Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 166, Adjusting Parking Brakes. Uh, the reason I'm going to go through this one uh, is that, again, not that I'm expecting you to be adjusting your own parking brake, uh, but it's really more of just to help to explain so that you have an uh, awareness and understanding of how parking brakes work and kind of some of the short history of them, where they've come from, you know, as far as the initial mechanical operation to the point where now where they're electronically operated and all you do is push a button or pull a button or whatever the case may be. So it is a quick brief explanation of, of where we came from and where we are today as far as your parking brake is concerned. Uh, this one I'll be reading from a trade magazine, so it is written for technicians, but it's not real, you know, techno. It's pretty easy to understand. Uh, it's written from a trade magazine called Brake and Front End, and the author on this one is Andrew Markell. I have uh, read a number of his articles and done podcasts with him, and he's, he's a very good writer. Uh, he is a technician at, at currently, and uh, so he obviously writes articles for trade magazines besides working on cars for a living, so should be a good one. Uh, again, real quickly, a couple commercials. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motorworks, and you can also, if you want to go to the main podcast distributor, which is podbean.com, do a search for Brad's Motorworks. Upper right-hand corner, there's an icon for Become a Patron. And if you see, feel so inclined, uh, you can subscribe to the uh, podcast and help financially. I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less. You can do more. It's totally up to you. You can uh, you know, have the subscription for as long as you want, or you could cancel it in one month. It's up to you. The biggest advantage you're going to get besides helping out financially uh, is that I've made about 12 to 15 of previous podcasts available that if you apply the information that's on there, you can save yourself thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars in regards to your uh, car ownership life driving experience, so to speak. So uh, hopefully that's uh, that's a motivation for you. So, All right, so adjusting parking brakes, here we go. Uh, the parking or emergency brake has to perform two distinct jobs. First, it must be able to hold the vehicle on an incline. Second, it must be able to stop a vehicle under a specific distance if the hydraulic brakes have failed. These standards are set by the Department of Transportation, what's also known as the DOT. And the kicker is these standards must be met with the force applied by a little old lady. But over time, the cables can stretch and the friction materials change their length and thickness, which is why adjustments to the system are required. You should never estimate when it comes to parking brake adjustments. Backing off an adjuster, uh, an adjuster by feel on some drum applications can get you into trouble. Some of these applications have clearance specifications because the shoe can swell due to moisture or expand at a different rate than the drum and cause brake drag and noise. If the manual recommends the use of the brake drum measurements and resetting tools, use one. If the manual calls for backing off the adjustment by five teeth, Back it off by five teeth, not four or six. Cables. 
Most modern brake cables have an inner wire that is made of stainless steel and is surrounded by an outer nylon sheath. Some cables have a dry lubricant inside to prevent binding. If you are inspecting brake cables, make sure all of the grommets and boots are in place. The best way to keep a brake cable moving freely is to leave it alone. Freely, excuse me. Let's start over. The best way to keep a brake cable moving freely is to leave it alone. Many home remedies can actually shorten the life of the cable. Lubricants and oils can attract grime that can be pulled into the housing. Solvents sprayed onto the cables can wash the grime farther into the sheathing and can destroy the cable. Parking brake cables can stretch over time, which creates slack that increases lever or pedal travel. If all the adjustments are maxed out, the cable should be replaced. Self-adjusting pedals and levers. Some vehicles will have a self-adjusting parking brake that does not adjust the cables at the wheels, but at the parking brake pedal. This self-adjusting controls the length of cable that travels from the foot pedal under the dash to the equalizer bar. This is designed to keep the parking brake pedal travel the same during the entire life of the shoes. If any work is done to the parking brake at the wheels, adjustment is required. On some GM full-size trucks, you must adjust the shoe to drum clearance. Next, you will have to remove the self-adjuster lockout pin, fully apply it and release the parking brake pedal three times and replace the lockout pin. These systems have a limited amount of adjustments. Some slack can be taken out of the cable under the vehicle with a turnbuckle, but if the cable is shortened to the maximum point, replacement is required. Some system use an, systems use an automatic adjusting type that continuously applies minimum tension to the parking brake cables to keep them in an adjustment at all times. Once the rear brakes are adjusted, just release or apply, in some cases, the parking brake lever or pedal. This will seat the parking brake cables and allow the auto adjusters in the parking brake mechanism to correctly tension the parking brake cables. Equalizer Linkages On most vehicles, the left and right parking brake cables come together and are attached to a lever linkage called an equalizer yoke under the vehicle. The equalizer yoke balances or equalizes the amount of force that is applied to both cables when the parking brake is engaged. The equalizer linkage, in turn, is connected to a single cable that runs to the parking brake lever or pedal. An adjustment screw may be located on the front cable where it connects to the equalizer or the cable attaches to the parking brake lever. The equalizer linkage can rust up, interfering with proper application and release. The hinge point can also break loose and render the parking brake useless. The typical sign of a worn hinge pivot is normal travel on the lever or pedal, but the parking brake will not hold the car on a hill. Adjustments. More and more parking brakes are located in the hatch section of the rear rotor. Most are applied mechanically by a cable actuated cam and lever located in the bottom or bottom of the backing plate. The shoes are attached to the backing plate with a pin and leaf spring. The shoes are held against the cam and lever with a spring. Uh, what he's describing right there is what's probably the most common parking brake for a BMW. Okay, I only work on BMWs as I'm sure most people know. So I'm very familiar with it. The way that system is set up is in theory they should the parking brake shoes should last forever because of course you're not supposed to drive around with the parking brake applied. So in theory there's really no there's never really any wear per se on the parking brake shoes. Okay. However having said that <clears throat> All it takes is one, you know, relatively short drive with the parking brake engaged, depending upon how much it is engaged, 
and you could wear those puppies out pretty quick, okay? Because they're only designed to hold the car in position, not actually really stop the car per se, okay? So, and of course, you know, with newer cars, as I was mentioning, there's electronically controlled parking brakes, so that's a different story. So, adjustments. More and more parking brakes are located in the hat section of the rear rotor. Most are applied mechanically by a cable-actuated cam and lever located in the bottom. Oh, I already read that. Sorry about that. Typically, <laughs> typically the shoes are adjusted by rotating the star wheel on an adjusting screw located at the top of the backing plate. There is an adjusting slot located in the hat section of the rotor. It will require an old-fashioned adjusting spoon to reach the star wheel. The most common method of adjustment is to turn the rotor and adjust the star wheel until the shoes drag on the drum. Then, back off the adjusting star until the rotor turns free. But some manufacturers specify the use of a drum diameter gauge to set the proper gap between the drum and the shoe. If the vehicle has a rear disc brakes and the calipers have a screw-type mechanism to actuate the calipers, the adjustment procedure may require measuring the length of the cables. Typically, the caliper piston must be turned completely to the bottom of the board to have the correct positioning for cable adjustment. The gap between the lever at the back of the caliper and the stop at the rear caliper will have a specification and the brake handle should have immediate tension when it pulled. If there is no tension, expect a knocking noise when it's driven over bumps. The equalizer bar and adjuster are under the center console, which is not easy to remove. The electronic parking brake. A growing number of vehicles are equipped with electronic parking brakes that automatically engage the parking brake when the transmission is shifted into park. This system is great because it can reduce the length of the cable or elimin eliminate the cable altogether. If you are doing a brake job on a vehicle with an electronic parking brake, you might need a scan tool with the proper software for the parking brake system or a dedicated tool to reposition the cable retractor or the calipers. Motors for cable actuated systems are located in the passenger side rear wheel well or under the vehicle. Most of the, these vehicles have procedures in the owner's manual for disengaging the parking brake manually. Some systems even have a program built in that adjusts for slack in the system that runs at certain intervals. Some of these systems require the use of a scan tool to adjust the parking brake, while some have, while some have procedures that require pressing the lever in a certain sequence to adjust the system. Okay. Well, that's that one. Um, again, kind of a quickie. Not all-encompassing, uh, not too technical, but again, it kind of helps you to get an understanding of how the parking brake system works. They don't really call it so much an emergency brake anymore because, uh, you know, basically if you're in an emergency and you completely lose the hydraulic portion of the brake system and all you have is the emergency slash parking brake, um, you can certainly apply it. But um, it's going to take a while to stop the car, okay? It depends on the car. It depends on how fast you're going. It depends on, you know, what, if any, outside loads are on the car. Uh, it depends on outside temperature, blah, 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 okay? So try not to depend on that emergency or parking brake is the only way to stop a car. If, if you realize there's something wrong with your normal service brakes, in other words, your brake pedal and the four-wheel brakes, uh, you're going to want to take it in and have it looked at. So anyway, that's it for this one. I appreciate your time. 
Uh, again, you can get a hold of me via email at bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on, on uh, LinkedIn under Brad's Motorworks. And again, you can check out the, through podbean.com, the main um, distributor of the podcast. Uh, just do a search for Brad's Motorworks and go from there with it. But, you know, as I'm sure you know, it's I'm also on iTunes, Spotify. I'm on a number of different podcast distributors, so uh, which is good. So I appreciate your time. I hope you got something out of it. appreciate you listening. Hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.